0: So, I have to start by saying you might feel that you've been lured here under false pretenses. (laughs) Since this is not a Dharma talk, you can tell I'm not in the Dharma talk seat, I'm in the guided meta seat. Uh, But we had to get you here for the Halloween (laughs) pumpkins. I have to admit, I don't really get Halloween. Joseph said, say something halloween and I said, I don't really get halloween but it's kind of cool with all the pumpkins. Just to say, you know, the staff had a lot of fun, but went to a tremendous amount of work to make all these pumpkins. They're made by the staff, and they're really excited about it, the staff. So I want you to really <laughs> appreciate these pumpkins. It's It's really something that... You know, makes everyone feel together. <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> it's their way of saying how much they really love you. It's true, everything that goes on here. It's a, a nice way to have the change overcome. So I am going to just say a few words about impermanence. But there's nothing to write down. (laughs) You can put away your notebooks. (laughs) It's too dark anyway, right? This is sort of restating the obvious, but every year when we come to this midpoint in the retreat, and not just here, but on any retreat, when there's some... Change that happens, I find it awesome almost to see in myself, if I'm sitting especially, or in talking with the different yogis that I talk with when I'm not sitting, how deeply impermanence, just changing, which is basically impermanence, affects us. You know, even sort of back to almost the first talk I gave, when we really know everything changes. But something that, let's face it, isn't that major, changes in our life. And we're in uh, as open and a really subtle a place as you're all in. In your own way, you are, whatever you think about that. Um, And seeing if you can use this time, whether you're leaving or staying, is really immaterial. But for the ones who are staying, you'll also have new chance tomorrow of other changes, new people come in. Um, If you can really use this time, of course you'll notice the mental states and the reactions of mind that come up eventually, you'll notice, because that's our mindfulness practice. Notice the range, but uh, don't worry if the story seems a bit inconsequential or if the degree of emotion that may come up in you seems a bit unwarranted, you know, For the story, don't let yourself get stuck in that, but let the particular story or the particular emotion that comes up serve as an avenue for you to go in and just realize that it's not about just these particulars. It's the way that change is affecting us in this particular moment. You know what I mean? It might be, for some people, not that big a deal. You just keep on going with your practice. Or some people who are leaving are really clear. They're ready to leave, you know, and that's fine. Some people who are staying are really clear. They're happy to stay, and that's fine. Some people have said, I know I'm really happy to stay, but I want to leave right now because everybody's (laughs) leaving. And then you just need to notice how contagious energy states are, how contagious mental states can be. And it's it's a great, actually, insight into anatta, we take our mental state so per, per, personally, but we're really just catching it from the people around us. It doesn't have that much to do with us at all sometimes. So just notice that. And that's, that's pretty easy to notice, relatively clear. On other levels, some of the reactions that people notice coming up can be the whole range from, from you know, mild irritation, that there's a little more noise, a little more hubbub, like this is a hubbub, but comparatively. um, Two, deep senses of sadness, of loss, of loneliness, abandonment, you know, or maybe anger. And I know stories like this have been told before in here. Um, It happens a lot. I remember one retreat I was sitting, and... I was walking up in the Catskills. They used to always walk up there, and I looked out that little window at that door at the end of the hall, and someone who I knew not that well was packing their car to leave in the middle of the retreat. You know, I just broke up. I burst out crying. I was desolate. I felt like, you know, the loneliness of the world and the evanescence of everything and the, the way that everything vanishes and nothing, you know, it just was huge. And in my mind, I'm going... I never even spoke to this guy, (laughs) it's not like he's my dear friend or something. If you let yourself cycle in that, you kind of miss the opportunity that it's presenting us to bring awareness into those feelings, not making fun of them, but just, say, oh, right, it is true, everything changes, nothing's reliable, people go away. It's not true that we always have to be in deep grief about that, but so often, you know, the way we can live our lives to hide it, when it is presented as an opportunity, if that comes up for you, don't look for it if it's not, but if that comes up for you, don't stay stuck in the story, you know? Come in and feel the loss, or feel the abandonment, or feel the loneliness, whatever story, whatever mood comes up. But use your mindfulness to really hold it with awareness, with that meta-feeling of acceptance, and just see where it goes. This is some of the way that, you know, there was in an interview the other day, where someone was talking about you know, their emotional reactions in their story, sort of like me seeing that guy and bursting into tears, and thinking, but what about the deeper insights, you know? Anicca and Dukkha and Anatta. And it's not like they're separate. Sometimes our storyline, and the reactions, and the emotions, and the moods, if we're willing to keep paying attention without staying on the level of story, that story's the way in to uh, a deeper realization. Oh yeah, things are changing, and I hate it, you know? And this is the series of denial mechanisms that my particular personality goes through. Or this feeling of loss, this grief, is so unpleasant, I don't like to feel it, so I don't let in impermanence. I mean, it might not be that clear cut, but I think you get a sense what I mean. Let yourself feel the feelings and and see this as an opportunity, uh, rather than some huge disruption that's going on. And if you're just sailing fine, don't look for trouble either. (laughs) We all have our own opportunities. It's not like you have to be, you know, grief-stricken here. I mean, it's also the case where somebody's leaving and you're secretly in your heart thinking, thank the good Lord. (laughs) And (laughs) You don't have to get into a whole guilt trip about that one either. Just notice it. Odds are, oh, who was just telling me this? I can't remember. One One of the other teachers was telling me that someone in the room next to her, the whole retreat, you know, she'd had this kind of aversion, they made so much noise, she was so glad when they left. And then the person who came next was like (laughs) 10 times worse. (laughs) So then in retrospect, she was sending all this meta to the person who had left. (laughs) She really missed the person who had left. It's all so relative, you know. So just notice what you feel, don't get into a big guilt trip, but don't get stuck there. Another um, common response that might come up in some people around change, and you might see it now, you might, if you're staying, notice it more tomorrow and in the days following, is a kind of trying to control the environment, you know. If everything's changing, if I can keep things, if I can keep my own little schedule, my place at the dining room table at lunch, you know. (laughs) The place that I walk. And just notice how when new people come and you've all sort of learned each other's schedules, for better or worse, here. And you've worked out all the little, more or less, all the little things. And so when new people come, that has to start over. Just notice, can we just flow with it? Or is there a kind of trying to control? And if that happens, don't judge it, but look and see where's the suffering here. Is the suffering really that someone else is in my seat? Or is it that that's my seat and I need it, you know? And the control is often a way to try and hide impermanence, you know, to think that there's some solid thing to hold on to. I remember one year I was on retreat here. And I was in a pretty good flowing space. I didn't think it really bothered me that people came and went. I just kind of do my own thing. But then I had to change lunches, you know? They changed halfway through from first lunch to second lunch. And it was much much more clear delineation then. You know, first lunch ended at Second lunch began then. And somehow the people changed. And I was really, it was funny, I was really amazed to see how completely disorienting and upsetting it was for me. Not the time, I didn't care about that, but that I went to sit at my normal table, and even though everyone should have changed, not everybody really changed. (laughs) There were a few people who didn't change. Some had stayed at that luncheon, so the table was different. We would worked it out who sat where, and I was really very disoriented and confused and a lot of emotion for a while. And then I saw, okay, get over it. It helps sometimes, just get over it. So all I want to say is Be honest with yourself, notice what comes up. Don't take the story for a big deal, but if it's an avenue into uh, a deeper connection with the pain of suffering of impermanence or the fear around it or the loss or the delight in it, whatever, let it serve you in that way. And many times, actually, throughout the retreat, when you think it's just your storyline going, if you really notice, it's often uh, our particular story that opens us into the depth of connection with our own suffering turns into connection with the suffering of the world. Our own happiness turns into a real sense of metta, a real sense of communion, of caring for the world. So sometimes it feels like we're being really very self-centered where you start to notice every little thing that happens is about how it affects me, me, me. And we can we can definitely get like that. On a retreat. But you can then let it open into the universality, into the connection with all life. And the smallest little personal thing can be your way into impermanence, into selflessness, into metta. So, just a reflection and encouragement to explore in that way these next few days. And I think that's enough. So, and we'll do some loving kindness together. For all beings, mostly we'll do it, but not not in all the categories, a little more simply than last week. So let yourself sit as comfortably as you can. Take a few moments to breathe deeply, feel your body, Connect with being present with yourself. Appreciate yourself with kindness. And no matter what your body's been going through, see if you can just let yourself feel at home in your body. And as usual, we'll begin with loving kindness to ourselves. If you've been finding the forgiveness meditation a helpful way to start, I'll say it. If you're not finding it helpful, don't do it. Let it go by. If I have hurt or harmed anyone, knowingly or unknowingly, I ask for your forgiveness now. If anyone has hurt or harmed me, someone here, someone elsewhere, knowingly or unknowingly, if it feels appropriate, knowing that your action was from your own confusion and pain, I forgive you in this moment. And also to myself, for any pain, physical, emotional, mental, that I've caused myself in my own confusion or negativity, I forgive myself now. And then take a moment and reflect on some wholesome or beautiful quality, action, thought, intention. Really let it in. Just appreciating the goodness as you would if it were in the person next to you. And then begin by using each phrase as the vehicle to express a kindness, a friendliness to yourself, an acceptance of yourself, just as you are. May I be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be healthy or may I live with physical happiness. May I live with ease. Or may I care for myself happily? Or may I love and accept myself just as I am in this moment? And so now spending a few moments offering kindness and acceptance to ourselves. And now bringing into your mind or heart whoever's been the easiest category for you to send metta, whether that's benefactor, friend, but just the easiest being, bring them here. Take a moment to call up their image or felt sense. Consciously connect with their beautiful qualities the qualities that evoke your feelings of friendliness, of well-wishing. And then just going through the phrases and wishing this person, this being, happiness. Just a pure generosity of heart. May you be safe May you be happy, may you be healthy, may you live with ease. And then from here, we'll move out to all beings. And stay with each direction, as I say it, for a while. But if you find you're getting really lost, the energy's dropping out, it seems uh, too much of a stretch or too vague, and you're just starting to space, come back again to either yourself or the easiest person for a while. Reconnect with the focus or the sense of metta or both, and then try opening up again. So feel free to explore. Go where the energy is. Don't push it. I'll just do all beings in the direction, starting with the north. The north is behind you, in front of me, towards the parking lot. That's the north. So going to all directions, you can just imagine radiating the sense of caring, of friendliness out towards the north behind you. So may all beings in the north be safe from inner and outer harm. May all beings to the north be happy and peaceful. May all beings to the north be healthy and well. May all beings to the north live with ease. and explore how it works for you. You might have particular beings in the North spring into mind. For instance, everyone sitting behind you is to the North. People out in the cottages all the way to the town of Petersham. Sometimes beings like polar bears way in the North pop up in my mind. One being standing for all Or you might just feel it as a felt energy direction. Just explore this over and over. Sending waves of friendliness. Using the phrases as a carrier of focus to all beings in the north. And now sending these waves of metta to all beings in the east, which is to my right, your left, towards the annex, towards the forest. So it would be the people sitting in here in that direction, any yogis who are over walking or sitting in the annex, the creatures in the forest and on infinitely to the east. May all beings in the east be safe and protected. Just notice many beings you don't know to the East, some you might, some you like, some you may not like, just sending these friendly wishes without discriminating all beings in all realms to the East. All beings to the south, behind me, towards the altar, towards Barry, south to New York, south infinitely. Now all beings to the west, to my left, your right, the sunset area. May all beings to the west, be safe and protected. Be happy. Be healthy. May all beings in the West live with ease of well-being. Beings above. You can imagine the beings like birds or insects, people flying over in planes, and then just extending infinitely into the universe. May all beings above be safe and protected. now to all beings below, it starts with people in the basement, beings that live and crawl and move in the earth, are down as you want to imagine and out on the other side of this ball of a planet, and again infinitely into the universe, all beings below, be happy, and well. And now just for a few moments to all beings everywhere, in all directions, near or far, known or unknown. And if in sending loving-kindness to all beings, specific beings pop up in your heart or mind, that's fine. Let them stand for all beings, and then again radiate out in all directions. May all beings everywhere be safe from inner and outer harm. May all beings be happy and peaceful May all beings live with physical happiness. May all beings live with ease of well-being. may the merit or beneficial energies generated by our practice here together, may it be shared with all beings everywhere, without exception, for their welfare, for their benefit. May our practice be the cause of the awakening and freedom of all beings everywhere.